Hi, everyone. Alexis Paris here, and you're listening to the Empowered Millennial Podcast, episode 47. Here to teach you what school won't. Now, you may be going through the process commonly known as adulting, where you are actively building and designing your life on your own. And so in this episode, I wanted to cover a topic that's not widely discussed, and it's not a hot topic in school either, and that is credit. So in this episode, we'll talk about what is credit, what makes up our credit score, how do we actively build it, and what do we need to stay away from so that we don't destroy it. Make sure you're taking notes. I learned a ton during this interview, and I know that you will. But before we get started, I must share with you the mission statement of our upcoming guest, and it is this. My goal is to help people transform their lives through financial literacy by knowing what's on your credit report, cleaning up your credit history, and overall improving your credit score. Welcome back, everyone. So very quickly, before I introduce to you the guests for this week, I have to share with you that tomorrow night, I'm having my free training, how to start and monetize your podcast in three days without any previous tech skill or experience. It's happening tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you've contemplated starting a podcast, but you don't want to be bombarded with information, but you need easy, manageable steps, I encourage you to sign up. It's free. It costs you nothing. I just need your time to share with you what I know. So again, you can sign up at alexisparis.com slash free training and be plugged in. And so now it is my pleasure to introduce you to this week's guest, and that is Satara Arthur. She has a very interesting story because she's worked in pharmacy for nine years and she's been a nurse for 11 years, but now she has this newfounded passion, drive and fire to help people increase their financial literacy. Understand that money does contribute to your happiness. And if you believe otherwise, try living without it. Okay, so Tara wants to help you live your best life. So she now has become a credit repair specialist that gives you all the tools to make sure that your finances are in order so you can live the way that you dream about, so you can give the way that you desire and design the life that you know you deserve. So make sure you have notebook and pen nearby so that you can be in control of your financial future. So here we go. You ready? Let's do it. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Awesome. Great. So the first question that I always have to ask every guest when they come on the show is, what's your story? Now, you guys must know that the guest for this week, Satara Arthur, she is a close family friend. And we're so blessed to have her as a resource on this week's topic because you and I both know that in school, you don't learn about credit. You don't learn about how to build it. You don't learn what it's compromised of. And so I really want this episode to educate you on credit, how you can actively build it and the things that you can do to make sure that you don't fall in the trap of damaging yourself to have low credit. And so I want you guys to hear Satara's story. And basically, she's going to describe her background and why she she started to teach and educate on credit. So Satara, why did you decide to educate people on credit? 
Well, Alexis, first, thank you for having me on. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a nurse by trade. I have a medical background. I am from the medical field, and that's pretty much all that I know. Um, So just through life, um, just going through certain events in life, and you just want to learn more about your credit. You want to learn more about your finances, just so you can be more financially stable. So what prompted me through purchasing a home and having a home for a few years and just wanting to um, just be better with my money, mm-hmm. be better with my money, increase my credit score. I had someone, you know, approach me like, oh, you should, you know, um, you should, you know, for credit repair services, you should become an agent, you should start. And I'm like, ah, I'm not a salesperson. Like, that's not me. And then once I started learning more about it, it's like, you're really not selling you are but you aren't you know it's not like that salesy type um you know you really are providing people with you know financial literacy because i found that money is one thing that people don't like to talk about you know but everybody has the issue but nobody wants to really talk about it so it's just a matter of really just educating people you know because when you know better you do better you know and a lot of people don't know you know all of the tips and all of the i don't want to say tricks but just all of the different things that you can do to kind of preserve your credit and things that you should do, things that you should not do, um, things that the creditors won't tell you, lenders won't tell you. You know, um, sometimes we find ourselves in situations and we feel like this is our only option, you know, and then you find yourself in a situation where you're just way, you know, you're in it above your head, you know, but if you have someone, you know, such as myself, you know, that can provide those financial resources, you know, and be able to, you know, give you that education, then it's like, oh, okay, you're more aware. You know, so um, that's what kind of prompted me on this journey. You know, I just really want everybody to just be financially lit. I want everyone (laughs) to have, seriously, I want everyone to, you know, be in that 800 club. You know, it's not just for, I don't even know. You just hear people say, oh, that's for them. I don't know who them is, but I want to be one of them. So... Here I am on this journey, you know, and I want everyone to come along with me, you know, because I just feel like together we rise. I love that. Everyone deserves to be financially lit, literate, (laughs) right? Everyone deserves to be in the 800 club. Everyone deserves to possess the things that they want in life. And in order to do those things, your credit has to be together. (laughs) Right, it has to be together. So we're going to dive right in. So we're going to start with some basics and we're going to dive deeper. um, And eventually you're going to learn and walk away from this episode knowing how to actively build your credit and also what to steer away from as well. So very first basic question is, where do we go to check our credit? Ah, that's awesome. So what a lot of people don't know is that um, you can check your credit. It's a website. It's called freecreditreport.com. Again, that is freecreditreport.com. And you are entitled legally to get one free credit report a year from the three credit major credit bureaus. So a lot of people don't know that. Um, and sometimes people will pay for it. Um, some credit cards offer it as well, where you can you know view your credit report or your credit score, um, but it's a fee for it, but you can get it for free. And then you just briefly uh, mentioned that there are three major credit bureaus. So can you identify what those are and who exactly are these people? Like what kind of information do they have about us and why are they important for us to know about them as well? Well, the three major credit bureaus are 
Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And like I said, they're the three major credit bureaus. So any lender, that is who they use. And based on, it's called your FICO score. So that is what they use. So anytime you want to make a purchase, um, a home, a car, anything like that, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to run your credit report. And basically there's three bureaus. So they kind of, you know, they can kind of gauge, you know, so you'll have three different scores. Your scores may not be the same, but it'll be within the same range. So say, for example, um, your TransUnion is, you know, 685 and then your Experian is 680 and then your Equifax is 682. So you're kind of, you know, within the same range, you know, but that's what they do. And that's what the lenders are looking at. And basically that they're checking your credit worthiness, basically how much of a risk are you? Should we give you this loan? And if we do give you this loan, what type of interest are we going to charge you? Okay, so they're going to look at our credit score to determine an interest rate, how much money we obtain, the type of loan that they provide. And so if they're going to look at our credit score to determine these important things, what is a good credit score and what credit score to the lenders or to the major credit bureaus um, tells them that we are risk, Mm -hmm. we're at risk? Excellent question, Alexis. So basically, your credit score can go anywhere from 350, which is your lower end, and the highest is 850. Okay, so you're running from like 350 to 850. So um, 350, you're definitely you're in the lower end. That means like your credit is, you know, it's poor. It's, <laughs> I, mean, I, I hate to, I, well, it is. And that's just the range. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen anybody. I've never met anyone with a 350 credit score. Is it out there? I'm sure it is, you know, but that's just a range. I don't even know why it starts there, but a 300, actually, I'm sorry, a 300. So it's 300 to 850. And of course, once you're, you know, you're 850, I mean, that's just the upper echelon. That is just like A plus, like you're there, you know, that's your, you know, your American Express black card, like you're there, (laughs) you know, like you're at 850, you know, so that's pretty much how they gauge you. Um, And based on, you know, that, like I said, if you're at a 300, that's considered like poor, you move up to, you know, um, between the five to 600, it's uh, bad, you get over 600, and it's average, and then you go to good, and then there's excellent, you know, so those are like, you know, the areas, you know, of the credit score. And now I want to get into like the bad habits that can be created when you have been given credit or when you've been given money, when you've applied for a credit card and you got like $500 or you got 1500 Like what are some things that we can do to ensure that we don't live on credit? So every time that we see something that we want, we don't pull out our credit card and mm-hmm. swipe and then forget that we have payments, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just talk a little bit about that and some strategies that we can implement so that we don't fall into that trap. That is really, really good, Alexis, because I think that so many um, Americans just in general tend to live off of their credit cards. Um, so someone once said, if you can't afford it, if you don't have the cash to pay for it, you shouldn't be using your credit cards. So let's just say you go out and you spend $300, you know, on your credit card. If you can't pay that off right then and there, you shouldn't be using that credit card. So that's how you know kind of when you're in that gray area or that sticky area um, with your finances because you're 
living off of your credit cards. Your credit cards should only be like for emergency situations, you know, say if you need to get a new tire or when you go on vacation and things like that, like that's what you should be using your credit cards for. If you find yourself that you're using it for your day to day, like I'm buying gas, I'm going to do my grocery shopping or I'm at Chick-fil-A or Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks every other day, you know, then that's really an area that you don't want to be in because that's kind of like a bad habit. Like you're using it more as if it's your debit card versus a credit card. Um, And then you want to keep in mind that one of the factors of your credit score is um, 30% of your credit score is the amount used. So if you're constantly using your credit card and say your balance or, you know, your credit limit is a thousand dollars and your balances are always high, that's affecting your score because now you owe more than 20% of that, of that thousand dollars that's on your credit card. Um, so one of the habits is, you know, keep your, you know, keep your amounts low of what you're using and whatever you are spending per month, I just recommend pay it off. You know, you just want to pay it off. So if you spend, you know, $75 or even if you spent $150, you know, when that monthly bill comes in and it only says your minimum payment is $20, don't give them only $20. You know, try to give them $100. You know, you don't want to find yourself, you know, in that situation, you know. So if you have more credit than you have money, that's a problem. You know, you want it to kind of, you know, be reversed because the more that you're using your card, you know, it's fine. However you're dropping your credit score. You know, you're losing points in that area of that 30% of your credit score. So um, definitely habits are, you know, don't spend, don't use it a lot. Use it just for like emergency situations only or when you absolutely have to. You know, it shouldn't be a means of, you know, living off of. So our credit score is made up of certain percentages. There's five specific things that makes up our credit score. And so I just want you to briefly run through those things Mm -hmm. so that people are aware, like, this is what determines the height or the lower end of your credit (laughs) score. All right. So go ahead. Definitely. So the five areas very quickly. Um, 30% of the first area is the amount owed, and that's 30% of your credit score. The second area is your payment history. So that's if you have late payments, if you're paying your bills late or if you're paying them on time, and that's 35%. And that's what gets a lot of people. Late payments will crush your credit score. Um, 10% is the types of credit in use, like what types of credit do you have? Do you have credit cards? Do you have auto loans? Do you have mortgages? Just all those different types of credit. Um, 15% is the length of your credit history. You know, like, are you credit worthy? Like, have you had this account for six months, three months, or have you had it for five years or 10 years? You know, that's something that um, lenders definitely look at. They want to see longevity. They want to see that you've been with, you know, you've had um, a, sub- a substantial amount of credit history, you know, and that you're paying things on time. And then the last amount is new credit. That's 10% of your score. So that's the last category. And basically new credit is, um, you know, just anything new that you've gotten recently. Um, So if you're going to buy a house, one thing lenders will look at, like, have you been applying for things recently? You know, so all of those things kind of affect your score. It's okay to have new credit, but really what they want to see is established credit what is interesting and I um, remember talk you talking about a specific mindset change that we need to have when it comes to late payments because since that is such a, the biggest part of the credit score um, people can get in the habit of avoiding their creditors when they're calling you and they're asking for money and then you say oh I don't have the money so I'm not going to pay any of it when you could pay partial 
of that amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like for you to explain the mindset that we need to have when it comes to making payments, whether we have the full amount mm-hmm. or not, so that we don't damage our credit score even the more due to late payments. Mm-hmm. So with um, with the payment history, um, which is late payment. So a lot of people, you know, can tend to fall into that category. So say, I mean, life events happen. You know, you may lose your job, you know, the death of a loved one, um, you know, a divorce or anything can happen, you know, where those life changes occur. And a lot of people, you know, so it becomes like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know? So basically you're going to take care of the basics first. Okay. I'm going to feed my family. Um, I'm going to make sure I pay my electric and gas and my water bill, you know, my cell phone bill. Um, (laughs) That is just what is going to happen, you know? And then after all of that, you know, your, your mortgage or your car payment. And then after that, you know, people are like, Oh, okay. Now I'll, I'll check out my credit cards. You know, I kind of get to those last, you know, or sometimes you just become so overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. So you just avoid the calls, you know, and it's like your phone rings up, send the voicemail, decline, decline, you know, and then what happens is you look up and it's like, okay, now I'm 30 days late. Now I'm 60 days late. Now I'm 90 days late. And just by 90 days being late, you know, like three late credit card payments, That could be anywhere like you can almost drop maybe up to 20 points right there, you know, so it becomes very, very sticky, you know, with the late payments, you know, but call your creditors, talk to them. That is the one thing, one thing that people get so afraid of is communicating like that fear sets in and you just become so overwhelmed and it's like, I'm not talking to them, but talk to them because they want to talk to you, you know, talk to them, just explain your situation. And a lot of times, you know, they will work with you, you know, and they can note your account, you know, so even if you can't afford to send $50 a month, well, make arrangements to only send maybe that $20 a month, you know, but pay something, you know, make those arrangements, talk to them, you know, because it just makes the difference in your score, you know, and just a matter of, Let's just say, like I said, you have three credit cards, you know, so if you only had one, say you're up to 20 points, but now you have three credit cards. So now like you're now up to 60 points just in three months of not paying or late payments for three credit cards times 90 days. That's significant. So let's just say you're doing good and you're at a 700 and now you're looking at now, you know, like a 640. You know, so it it happens, you know, but late payments is like the number one thing, you know, that can definitely um, get people into, you know, a very sticky situation, you know, so it's just always good, you know, just pay it on time, pay it on time, pay it on time. And this just goes to that mindset, you know, again, you know, if you don't have the money to pay for it, don't use the card, put it away. I mean, we've seen some, you know, listen, put in a block of ice, put in the freezer. <laughs> take your credit cards out when you go out shopping, take them out your wallet, you know, put them in, you know, your lockbox or whatever, keep them in the house. You know, there's just things you can do. Don't take them all out with you. That way you won't be tempted, Yeah. you know, because it happens. You're out and it's just like, Oh wait, Oh, Oh, I got a card for that. Swipe, right. you know, and it happens, you know, so, but it becomes, it's just becomes a vicious cycle. You know, because you forget to pay one and then it's like, oh, okay, well, I won't pay them this month. So I'll be late on this one. But then next month I'll catch up with them and then I'll be late on the other one next month. And then I'll, you know, and before you know it, that's habit forming, Mm -hmm. you know, and once you develop those bad habits, it's it's hard to come out of it. 
you know, and that's where so many Americans get into, you know, I can listen, I've been there, Mm -hmm. you know, so and this is what started me, you know, on this, you know, financial freedom path, you know, to break those bad habits, you know, how do you break the cycle? Well, you can't break the cycle if you don't even know that you're in the cycle. (laughs) You know, so getting, you know, kind of off the hamster wheel, so to speak, you know, and just speaking with someone, you know, just listening to podcasts such as this, you know, even going on YouTube, finding a financial advisor, finding a credit repair specialist, you know, just to be educated, you know, on, you know, just different credit tips, you know, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, you know, things like that. So it helps. I'm so glad that you're here speaking on it because we have the opportunity, if you're listening to this now, we have the opportunity to form the right habits now. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to we don't have to have the bad habits if we take it seriously and start to implement discipline and strategies so that we ensure that we set ourselves up for success so that in the future when we want to apply for things that we can get approved for them. When we want to buy things, we can have them because we develop these habits and these disciplines to get us there. And so I'm so glad that you're sharing all this information because it helps us. Yes. <laughs> it helps sure. us as young people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so now I want to talk about student loans <sighs> because everybody's in the trap, yeah. <laughs> right? Everybody's got some student loans. Oh, they're coming it's time to pay up. within like 90 days or 120 days. <laughs> oh, you're like, oh, wait, Department of U.S. <laughs> Department of Education. Like, how did they find me already? Right. right? And they come because they want their money. You know, sometimes you can you can uh, apply for a deferment. Some people will do that. And that may give them maybe six months, you know, as opposed to three months. That'll give them, you know, a full six months. Say, listen, you know, I haven't found employment yet. Um, or you can apply for a forbearance if you're having hardship. Another option is it's called an income-based payment. So say, you know, you graduate college and maybe the expectation you thought you were going to come out of college and you were going to, you know, get that you know, $40,000 a year job. And maybe right now, just due to, you know, the economy and everything that's going on, you know, maybe you only come out of college and you're only making 30,000, you know, so it's a $10,000 difference, you know, or maybe you thought you was going to be making 50, whatever it is, but right now you're not making that money, you know, because you need to, you know, kind of start at the entry level. And most companies like you may get hired at your dream company, but you're not going to start off making 50,000. Maybe they're only going to start you off at 30. Okay. Well, guess what? The U S department of education, they're not interested in that. All they know is that you owe them money (laughs) and that bill comes in and it's like $285. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Um, my check is only for $825. And so I'm going to give you um, a third of my check. And I still need to now. I got to pay my portion right. of rent. I got to pay a car payment. I have to pay car insurance. I need right. to pay my cell phone bill. I need to eat. Um, <laughs> I mean, $800. I mean, when you once you really break it down... It's not taking you very far. So what a lot of people, you know, kind of the mindset that comes in is it's like out of sight, out of mind. I'm out of school. I'm not necessarily worrying about that. But your student loans is just as important as a mortgage payment, a car payment, your credit card payments. It is just as important. But people think like, oh, well, I have this student loan for the next 40 years. 
Yeah, it's the same thing, you know, but guess what? You have a a mortgage, you know, a home loan. You have your home for 30 years, but people are not going to play around with their mortgage because they know that they will get foreclosed on and then you're homeless, you know, so they don't look at it that way, you know, but the same way you have that obligation to pay your mortgage and to pay your car payment, you know, because you don't want to lose your home. You don't want your car to be repossessed. You have to have that same mindset when it comes to the student loans as well, because eventually over time, you know, if you are late or say if you consolidate it and then if you're not making those payments, your loan will go into default. And then once your loan goes into default, I mean, basically you're dealing with the government, so they will track you anyway. They can garnish your wages. um, And basically what that means in garnishing your wages is that they will contact your employer. You know, they get, you know, they get a court order to take money from your paycheck. So it's coming straight from your paycheck. You don't even have a say so, you know, so now you were expecting that $825 every two weeks. Well, guess what? Now you're only going to get $550 because they're taking it. They take it right off the top. Without your permission. You don't (laughs) even have a choice. It's nothing. And now after that happens, then it's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? How do I make payment returns? How do I call them? But guess what? They've already put this in place. So now it's kind of hard to kind of backtrack and, you know, go back and undo it. Can it be undone? Absolutely. However, it's a little bit harder to do. So, you know, treat your student loans just as you treat every other bill. You know, you want to definitely pay them on time. And get on the payment schedule. So if things happen, apply for income-based, you know, payment arrangements because they do make the arrangements. That's one thing I have to say. They will work with you. Student loans will work for you, work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll make any type of arrangements, you know, with you. But the key is you have to pay them and you have to pay them on time. Yeah. You know, so if you're not paying them, then that's where the trouble comes in. The last thing I want to ask is, um, what are three mistakes that people make all the time, but they're unaware of how damaging it is to their credit? Three common mistakes that people are unaware of, they make all the time, but is really damaging their credit. Well, the number one thing we talked about was late payments. Um, That happens. And a lot of times people don't even realize the impact of late payments and what it has on you. Um, Another thing is um, frequent inquiries on your credit report. Like, um, say, for example, um, you go to Target or you're at, you know, Home Goods and they're like, would you like to save 10% and get, you know, get 10% off your order? You know, would you like to save? And everybody's just like, and they're like, oh, it doesn't matter whether you're approved or not. You still get. 10% 10% off. And most people, only thing you're thinking about is the 10%. You're like, yeah, yeah. like I'm going to save some money right here. Right. But all of the um, chronic inquiries on your credit report, that also lowers your score. You know, so late payments, you know, frequent, you know, inquiries on your credit report, that'll lower your score. And um, also um, when you sign up for certain credit cards or certain services, high interest rates. You know, and that is, you know, because generally like your scores are on the lower end um, and you're paying much more than what you have to, you know. So if your score is, say, a 550, um, you go to apply for a car loan. Yeah, they're going to give you that loan, but your interest rate might be at a 14 percent where, say, if your credit score was like a 685 or 700, maybe your interest rate only be like at a 5 percent. 
you know, so you're paying way more than you have to, you know, so those are some mistakes, you know, and sometimes we feel like, you know, well, I absolutely need a car, you know, and the dealerships are like, well, come absolutely over here because I will sell you one, you know, and then you find yourself where you're in over your head. And then, you know, we've all heard it, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses or living beyond your means. And that's what creates this vicious cycle, you know, because what happens is now you're in a car that you cannot afford. Um, your payments are way too high, you know? So then it's like, now I'm paying an extra, I'm just using numbers here. Say you're paying an extra $150 a month in a car payment. And now you're taken away from somewhere. You got to cut that money because your budget is, it's what it is, you know, just figuratively speaking. Um, so where's that extra $150 coming from? And generally, um, most people, I'm not going to say everybody does it, but just, you know, it's just a, you know, um, a bad habit, a bad practice, I'll say. Um, The first thing to go, it's like, well, I'll cut that credit card, you know, or I'll be a little late on that on that credit card, you know, because now I have to make up the difference, you know, on this on this car payment for the high interest rate. So those are just some of the common mistakes, you know, that and we just have to be mindful. Like I said, when you know better, you will absolutely do better. You know, so that's just key. So that's just the goal. Leo, so you've offered so much value and I need for people to connect with you. If they have questions, I'd love for you guys to reach out to her. She's more than willing to answer. Um, and even find out more about her business and her company and what she's doing and see how she could help you kind of, you know, build your credit actively and get it to a place where it's a good score, you know? Um, so share with them how they can connect with you um, and figure out what you're doing mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you can connect with me on Facebook, um, Star Credit Services. So I'm on Facebook, Star Credit Services. You can connect with me on Instagram at Star Credit Services. So that's how you can reach me. Those are my handles um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can email me, Satara at yahoo.com. My first name is spelled S A T I A R A at yahoo.com. But the quickest way to reach me, like I said, Facebook, Instagram. Like we all know social media, like that is just the quickest way, you know, hop on my page, definitely like my pages, share them out. If you send me a message, I always respond very quickly. So that is how you can reach me. So I definitely look forward to hearing from everyone. And um, yeah, let's get everybody financially lit. Yes, for sure. Listen, I always say, you know, just together we rise. And that's I just want to see everybody, you know, just winning on all levels. You know, we shouldn't just be winning in other areas of our lives. We should be winning in our finances first. And generally we put our finances last, but this is just a new year. It's a new season. So it's time. It's time. (laughs) So good. So good. Thanks so much for being on. You have been phenomenal. Thank you. You've been phenomenal. Um, So guys, make sure you connect with her. Um, She'll share with you the resources that she has. Utilize them, maximize them so that you're always in a good place financially and you're always Uh, making those habits that give you the financial freedom that we're all searching and looking and trying to achieve. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Now, if you haven't heard already, I'm having my free training, how to start and monetize your podcast in three days without any previous tech skill or experience tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to be a part of it, make sure you sign up today because it's happening tomorrow night, the 28th at 9 p.m., 
Eastern Standard Time. To sign up, just go to alexisparis.com slash free training. All of the details, what you'll be learning will be there. All right, but thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that you learned something new during this episode because credit is such a contributing factor to getting the things that we want in life and the type of life that we build. So I hope that you learned something new and that you gained value from this. And if you want to connect further with Satara, just go to the show notes page located at alexisparis.com slash episodes, click on episode 47 and her details will be at the bottom. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and week. And like always, be great, be awesome, and do you every single day. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.